Lecture topic. Keys to success. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladheen as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytani r-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَهُ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ Most respected on the mic, Ram, brothers and elders. Once on Bedouin, and in many instances when the Bedouins would come and they would ask something, they would do something. So whoever the narrator of the hadith is, they would make a point of mentioning that this was somebody who was a Bedouin. He was a villager, he was a Bedouin. And the reason for making a point of mentioning this is that these people who were living far out in the rural areas, in the deserts, they didn't have much opportunity to come and spend time, extend the time in the company of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, to have the opportunity of learning extensively. But despite that, they would sometimes come and ask such questions that would leave everybody astounded. They would say certain things which would make everybody sit up and take notes. So this used to be always therefore the point that used to be made that this was a Bedouin and subhanallah what is being a person who is not expected to have that kind of depth in what he might say, what he might do but subhanallah what this person said. So likewise on this instance on Bedouin came and he asked Nabi Kareem sallallahu for advice and because of their nature they were not people who had the opportunity of learning the finer etiquette and so on. So they would be able to free in how they spoke, what they said. Not that they would say something that is out of line, but not perhaps in the way that somebody else who had the opportunity of learning the etiquette would now present himself in a very, very uh, a more respectful manner. So be quite free to speak very, very casually sometimes. So this person came and he asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for advice. But when he asked for advice, he said, Izni wa'ujiz. Give me some advice, but keep it brief. He's asking for advice also, and he's asking from none other than Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he's saying, please keep it brief. Why keep it brief? I want to absorb this. I want to take it to heart. I want to be able to practice on it. So Nabi Kareem recited these ayat, very short ayat from a very short surah of the Quran Sharif. The last two ayat of Surah Al-Zilzal, short ayat, the whole surah is short as well. So now, this is a very very short nasihat. But the short nasihat is short in terms of the number of words, very few words. But in these very few words, Everything is encompassed in it. Nabi Kareem sallallahu recited these ayat to him. فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ That the one who does one iota of good, 
he will see it, he will see the benefit of it, he will see the good of it, he will see the reward of it, on the day of Qiyamah this will be presented to him, and even in this dunya the benefit will come to him, and likewise وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرَّ يَرَهُ The one who does an iota of evil, of vice, of sin, and then he didn't make Tawbah, he didn't make amends for the wrong that he did, he just carried on, persisted, just carried on with life, didn't bother about undoing the wrong, left the dunya in that manner. So the person who does this, Yara, he will too see that the effect of that, he'll see the consequences of it, he'll see the end result of it, the azab, the punishment, the anger of Allah Ta'ala. So now this was the advice, he asked for advice. And he said, please keep it brief. So the Bishlaus recited these two ayats. And when he heard these two ayat, he responded and said, This is sufficient for me. This is enough. Now can we imagine if some very senior personality is giving us some advice, we asked him for some advice, and he said two lines, and maybe put it the other way around, somebody else now is asking for the advice and the person only gave two lines of advice, this person, you know, enough now. We'll start looking at him in a strange way, what's wrong with this person? Just hardly even heard two lines still and he's saying it's enough, he already got tired of it. But Nabi Karim Wasallam smiled at this person and he said, Faquhar Rajul. This person has become a faqih, meaning the depth of understanding that he has gained this is really sufficient for him. Because if he holds on to this, his life is made. If he lives to the spirit of this, because everything is encompassed in this. And these two short ayat, as you mentioned, are the last two ayat of a very short surah. The message in the surah is this, very short surah, the message is this, this is the thing to take to heart, this is the aspect to make a part of one's life, to make the direction and goal, that that now khair is his objective, so now he does everything in his capacity to stay away from sharr. Because everything is now either khair or shar. Either on the side of something that's going to benefit him, something that's going to be a means of goodness for him in dunya and akhirat, something that's going to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, or otherwise it's going to be on the opposite end. It is going to become a means of difficulty and hardship for him in dunya, in akhirat, it's going to earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala, it's going to bring down azab. So now what does he want to do? Where he wants to head? Which direction he wants to take? So, Nabi Karim said, this person has truly got the full understanding. Everything is in this. And as mentioned, these are two short ayat of a very short surah. The message is this part. But the introduction to the message, subhanallah. The introduction, Quran is Quran Sharif. The kalam of Allah Ta'ala is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. Who can ever even just understand a fraction of that depth of it. It's a never-ending ocean. So this short message 
the tamheed and the introduction Allah Ta'ala says إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَادَ This is the message. Remember everything is either on the side of khair or shar. And you're going to do khair, you're going to do goodness, you're going to do righteousness, good deeds, you're going to see the end of it. You're going to get the good of it in dunya also. In the form of the barakat and blessings that will come from the side of Allah Ta'ala. The peace and contentment that will settle in the heart. The true enjoyment of life which is in the heart. Which will come as a result of righteousness. Hayatan tayyiba. That good life. That will come in dunya already. And then at the time of moth, the glad tidings. And then the cover becomes a garden of Jannah. And then under the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. And then the high stages of Jannah in the final abode. All this as a result of this righteousness. So now everything is in this khair. And the shar goes in the opposite direction. So now to make this really sit in the heart. The introduction to it. That remember the time when that time will come. When the entire earth will be shaken violently. Earthquakes you all have heard about. Here one earthquake took place in this part of the world. Then some years later some earthquake took place somewhere else. And then so many thousand people lost their lives here. And so many hundred thousand lost their lives there. But after all that, whatever extent of damage it caused. And how widespread it was. But that widespread damage too is still confined to a very small area compared to the rest of the earth. Very, very tragic, really heartbreaking, really very difficult. But with all that, it is still confined to a very limited part of the earth. Now imagine that that which happened in a very limited part of the earth, something happened in Turkey, something happened elsewhere, but it, though it happened in one part of the world, it jolts the whole world. In terms of the hearts of people, it jolts the whole world. Subhanallah, what happened? Now imagine if that what happened in one corner of the world, the day when that will happen in every inch of the earth. Every inch of the earth will be shaking violently. And the effect of it will be, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْجِبَالِ Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Qur'an Sharif that they ask about these mountains, huge mountains. Let alone climbing, it is looking at it and trying to trace the end of it the person gets tired looking. These huge mountains, what will happen? وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْجِبَالِ فَقُلْ رَبْ يَنْسِفُهَا رَبِّي نَسْفَا فَيَذَرُهَا قَاعًا صَفْصَفَا لَا تَرَا فِيهَا عِوَجًا وَلَا أَمْتَا Allah says that day will come, these mountains will all be just completely into little pieces of in dust it will be and the whole earth will just be one plain field. All those huge mountains all just disappeared, all became dust. The effect of that violent shaking of the earth when Qiyamah will come. All those huge mountains, no sign of it. The whole earth from one end to the other, one single plain field. Subhanallah, Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat. So, إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَسْقَالَهَا And the earth will bring out all its burdens. One explanation of this is, even the people that are buried, 
will all be now brought out of their graves, thrown out. And then all the wealth of the in the earth, everything will be spewed out. And that will happen even before Qiyamah comes. One Hadith Sharif, in the Riwayat of Muslim Sharif is mentioned that the earth will spew out all its treasures. And now it will be lying in huge columns, gold, and silver, and whatever, whatever all the wealth of the earth will all be lying out. Now it's lying out in this manner. Somebody who had committed murder, he'll come and stand there alongside it. And he say, I killed for this. I committed murder for this. He's lying here worthless. The person who had severed family ties, he'll come and look at it and say, for this, for this I cut my relationships with my family. I severed family ties for this. And like that others will come who had now transgressed the bounds because of some dunya and now they'll be astounded. This is all lying worthless here and for this I made so much drama. So now this will happen after Qiyamah as well. Everything will just be spewed out. And when this will happen people will be bewildered. What has happened? What is this? Why is this shaking like this? What is the reason that this violent shaking is happening, all these mountains have turned into dust? Is this something that was already foretold to us? So yes, it was foretold. It already spelled out in the Quran Sharif, the details in the Hadith Sharif. But it was something just taken as, well, one of those things, it will happen, it will happen, we don't know it will happen. But that's the reality, it's happening. The day will come when the very earth will give all its news, everything that happened on its back, it will speak everything out. Who walked on it and what he did, where he went, how he walked, what actions he was up to, what he was hiding from the people of dunya, everything the earth will speak out. And why will it speak? Because the rub of the earth, Allah Ta'ala had commanded it now, that you speak everything. When everything else, so now the seal will be on the mouths of people. They won't be able to say anything. Now the earth will speak, their limbs will speak, their hands will speak, their legs will speak. Mention the tie of the person will be among the first things to speak. And where it was taken and what, what was made, which places it was committed, what wrong? بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْحَالَهَا يَوْمَ إِذِي يَسْدُرُ النَّاسُ أَشْتَاتَ اللَّهُ أَشْتَاتَ الْيُورَ وَأَعْمَالَهُ People will come in different groups now to see the result of their actions. And then this is the message. Now this entire introduction, that look this is not something that is just a fairy tale. This is a reality. This Qiyamah is coming. And these reminders of Qiyamah are all in front of us. The signs of Qiyamah all glaring at us. The issue is what preparations we have made. One person came and asked Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa When is Qiyamah going to take place? So in response Nabi Islam asked him a question. You are asking about when Qiyamah will take place. What preparations you made for Qiyamah? So he had made tremendous preparations. He had the true love of Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa So he expressed his love for Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa This is what I have prepared. Well, you'll be with those who you love. 
Because the, the proof of your love is in your life. You are living the claim of love. And since you are living the claim of love, you will be raised with those whom you love. You love Allah, Rasulullah in reality, you will be raised with Him. So in any case, this is the message of this surah, the last two ayat, which are such short ayat, very very few words, but a never-ending ocean of meaning. فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ One iota of good zarra. Zarra one small, tiny particle. That tiny part, what is being said? That if that tiny particle's worth of good will be seen, the result of it, the reward of it will be seen. So what about things that are bigger? What about things that are greater? What about things that will be now requiring much more effort and a person undertakes that effort? He makes those sacrifices. Subhanallah, what do you see for that? And likewise, one particle of evil, iota, small particle of evil, little wrong, he'll see the result of that too. It doesn't disappear anyway. Except that he's made sincere tawbah, turn to Allah Ta'ala in repentance. So if that is also going to be seen, what about those big actions? What about those major sins? What about those great crimes? If this is not going to be able to be escaped, what about that? So now everything revolves around the person who has now absorbed this in his heart. So everything now revolves around acquiring the maximum amount of khair and making sure he stays far away from every shar. This is what his life revolves around. Now everything that he can do was khair. One is now he Mashallah, he came for his salah, alhamdulillah. But he made the effort to come before time. He'll see that khayr on the day of Qiyamah. He made the effort to perform that salah properly. Not in a haphazard manner. Not just to get done with it. He'll see that khayr on the day of Qiyamah. He'll see the barakat of it in dunya already also. He took the time after salah to perhaps maybe few minutes of zikr, some tilawat, or some nawafil. He'll see the khayr of that. He took the time to dedicate some time in the day to remember Allah wa ta'ala, to engage in tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, to be waking up in the late part of the night perhaps, making tahajjud which is very easy now in the winter months. He'll see the khair of this. He'll see the result of this khair. He took the effort to be good to people. He said some kind words. He treated people with dignity and honor. That people might have been strangers, and more importantly, those who are near and dear to him. But he treated them well. He treated those parents with respect and dignity and honor. And he fulfilled the rights of parents. And he gave them their maqam and position as parents. He'll see the result of that khair. Very big khair. He treated his wife correctly. The wife treated the husband properly. There was no zulm and oppression. That good treatment to the extent that Nabi Sallallahu says that morsel that he put into the mouth of his wife that too he will be rewarded with the reward of sadaqah he'll see the khair of that he took pains to make that home atmosphere and environment a little small sample of jannat the reality we can never imagine but all the good things of dunya a small little sample a very 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 minute sample of jannat so now he made the effort to keep the peace, to bring contentment in everybody. He 
did whatever he could to keep everyone in a good state that khair he will see the result of that khair he took the time and effort to cheer somebody up who was down and out somebody who was now whatever in some despair that khair hasn't gone to vain if it was done for Allah Ta'ala he'll see the result of it every khair, every small little action that he did of goodness it might have been just one word بِكَلِمَةٍ طَيِّبًا اِتَّقُدْنَارٍ وَلَوْ بِشِقِّ تَمَرَةٍ Nabi Salaam says save yourself from the fire of Jahannam even if you can't give one full date give a piece of a date if that gets accepted the ikhlas with which it was done that too you'll see the reward of that and that khair will take you to Jannah somebody for us to the extent that Nabi Salaam says I saw the reward of that speck of dust one small piece of dirt, some twig, some piece of a leaf, some piece of grass that flew into the masjid. Now there was some wind blowing and one piece of grass fell in. Somebody picked that up and threw it out. He went and discarded it. Nabi Islam said, I saw the reward of that in Jannah That khair also didn't go in vain. That khair also didn't get lost. One small piece of grass, what difference it makes. But the person realized this is the house of Allah Ta'ala and the respect for the house of Allah Ta'ala and the care of the house of Allah Ta'ala so this little piece of dirt cannot be left lying here not that it's the Muslim's job or somebody else's job no it's my opportunity of khair so now he took the chance and he took that opportunity and he did what he is supposed to do Nabi Islam says I saw the reward of that also in Akhirat and on the other side as well that I can't get myself caught up in the shar whether that shar is some vulgar word towards somebody what a serious shar how can I take a chance with this I'll see the end result of this even in dunya the harm that will come as a result of it the barakat that disappears as a result of evil talk vulgarity, obscenity I can't get myself in this shar and then the shar in the akhirat what will happen then whether that shar is that jealousy or malice in the heart how can I have this shar in my heart such a major terrible disease and have this in my heart the heart which is supposed to be the place of having the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala the pure love of Allah Ta'ala should be in this heart and I want to contaminate this with jealousy with malice with ill feeling with looking down upon others how can I do this? this shar cannot be in my heart so now what has to be done to cleanse my heart out of this? I can't live with the shar. The shar of missing salah. What a serious shar. How can I afford this? I have to set my alarm to be in time for fajr. And in good time. I can't afford to miss my salah. This is a major shar. The shar of getting involved in ghaflat. Misusing the eyes. Looking at evil. What a serious shar. It drowns the heart in zulmat and in darkness how can I allow this this darkness will become a means of darkness on the day of Qiyamah what a big problem that will be for me I can't allow this to happen now like this this is just picking on some examples which all the time just discussed just to understand that everything is either on the side of khair which now a person who's taken this to heart wherever there's an opportunity that he can take that khair he's not going to leave it Something now is beyond him at that moment in time. 
But wherever he can take that opportunity, as far as the faraiz are concerned, the wajibat, there'll never be any compromise on that. Because missing that out is already a big shell. But then he'll be making an effort to fulfill as much, much as the sunnah of Nabi Karim as he can. Every sunnah he will be trying. He will be trying to do as many nawafil as he can. The mustahabbat, the adab and etiquettes of deen in every matter. He'll be trying to adorn himself with all this. Adorn his a'mal with all this. Because everything is a khair. And this khair from a ya'mal mithqala darratil khayra yara. Allah is saying you will see it. So now he doesn't want to miss it out. And then on the shell side, he doesn't want to take a chance. So now this is one, one part of it. This is obviously already everything is in this. But then there is one step further as well. On both sides, there's one thing further. One is the person does khair, that khair which he benefits from. He stays away from the sharr, so alhamdulillah, he stayed away from the sharr, so he got saved. And Allah forbid if he fell into that sharr, then that sharr, the, the consequences of that are confined to him. But it's obviously a serious thing. But then there's one step beyond this. In one hadith sharif, Nabi Karim sallallahu says that there are those people who are inna minan nasi nasan مَفَاتِحَ لِلْخَيْرِ مَغَالِيقَ لِلشَّرِّ وَإِنَّ مِنَ النَّاسِ نَاسًا مَفَاتِحَ لِلشَّرِّ مَغَالِيقَ لِلْخَيْرِ There are some people, they are the keys to good. One is the good he does himself. But now when a person opens the door, it opens out, Allah knows this, how much? And what? That door can open out to things that he can't imagine. On the side of good also, and on the side of shar as well. So now some people in dunya are keys to goodness, and they become locks on evil. And then there's the opposite also. There are those who are the keys to evil, and locks on good. Nabi Akareem says, Tuba, glad tidings, and subhanallah, when Allah's Nabi says glad tidings, everybody speaks according to their capacity. He is speaking according to the capacity Allah blessed him with. He saw the Akhirat. And he saw what Allah's favors are and bounties are for those who are truly the keys to good. Tuba liman Allahu al khayri ala Glad tidings to the one. Allah Ta'ala put the keys of good in his hands. That he becomes the keys to so many good things opens the doors of goodness for others and becomes a means of so many others being good. Tuba, glad tidings for him. One many of this is a special tree in Jannat. So he's not going to get a tree in Jannat without Jannat. He obviously is getting glad tidings of Jannat. A very special Jannat. And one meaning of it that a very good life Allah will grant him in dunya and the best part of that life is contentment and peace in his heart. That is beyond all the riches of the world. The peace and contentment of the heart is beyond all the riches and the wealth of the world. One person can have the own the whole world, but minus contentment, and another person can have dry bread and water, and he's got contentment, he is far more wealthier. Innal ghina, ghina nafs. The true wealth is the wealth of the heart. Nabiya Karim Salaam says.
The true wealth is the wealth of contentment, of peace, of serenity, that tranquility which Allah Ta'ala blesses the heart. This is the heart of those who live their lives on khayr and stay far away from the shar. So now, Nabi Sallallahu says, glad tidings for these people who are the keys to the good, for wailun and destruction to those who become the keys to evil and the locks on good. They become obstacles in the path of righteousness. They become a barrier to somebody trying to tread the path of righteousness. You know, you're becoming too pious nowadays. You're living a life now that doesn't, doesn't fit into this, this time and age. This is something you should have been living in the camel ages. You're living in a wrong time now. All kinds of comments will be made against somebody who's trying to do what is right, who's trying to do what is good, who's trying to obey the command of Allah Ta'ala, who's trying to uphold the deen of Allah Ta'ala. But all kinds of comments to stop him, to become a barrier in his path, this is becoming a lock on good and it's setting the trend for people to take the path of evil. Nabi Islam says, wail, destruction for such a person who becomes the key towards the path of evil. Any person who starts off something or he becomes a means of something now taking on onto others. Man sanna sunnatan hasanatan. If it's something good, the person who starts off something positive, something was now dead, there was no tilawat of the Quran Sharif happening in the home, somebody started it off, started the talim, started the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, he set a time for zikr for everybody, please, we all going to now make zikr at the time, for everybody in their own time, but zikr must take place in our home, tilawat must take place in our home, talim must continue every day, now he set that, put that in motion, and that took off, and it carried on, and someday they're going to all bury him in this cover, but if they carry on with that amal, he will continue to reap the rewards while in his grave. Man sanna sunnatan hasanatan falahu ajruha wa ajru man amila biha. He will get his reward, he'll get the reward of those who will act upon it, though their reward will also be in full. Nothing, no decrease in their reward. And likewise the other side. Man sanna sunnatan sayyatan فَعَلَيْهِ وِزْرُهَا وَوِزْرُ مَنْ عَمِلَ بِهَا مِنْ غَيْرِ أَيُّنْ قَسَمٍ أَوْزَارِهِمْ شَيْئًا The person who starts off some wrong trend. Nowadays everything is about what's trending. So now what's trending? And many a times only the evil trending. But now people become very proud that they set a trend. What kind of trend? The trend now opens the door to evil. Others now want to try to match it and better it in the wrong way. Somebody had his wedding in a style. What kind of style? All the laws of Allah were flaunted. Now others came and his family and friends, you know, this person really set the trend. Now we're going to follow this trend. We'll have to do it better, in big inverted commas better, meaning worse. We'll break more commands of Allah Ta'ala. His music was at certain volume, we'll double the volume. He didn't have dancing, we'll have dancing also. Now that person who started this trend, He'll be lying in his cover one day and he'll be getting the sin of those who are dancing on that earth while he's lying in his cover. He became the key. One is somebody started off something right at the top. Like in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Karim says, any murder that will take place on earth, any killing, unjust killing will take place on earth, then the 
first murder that was committed by Qabil, he will receive a portion of that sin of that murder that took place centuries and thousands and thousands of years later. Because he started, he committed the first murder. So one is the person who ever set it up for the very first time. But then there's somebody who did it for the first time in one country maybe. Somebody who did it the first time in one town. And there's somebody who did it the first time in one family. And there's somebody who started it off for the first time in their home. He's the first. He started it off. He'll get the share of the sin of all those who follow that trend thereafter. Somebody lowered the level of haya. They introduced something. Whether it was in the line of dressing, in the line of something else, whatever. They lowered the standard of haya. Very, very fundamental quality of iman. So now somebody made the dresses shorter. Somebody made it tighter. Somebody added some other angle to it which compromised the haya even further. Those who started it off will get the share of the sin of those who follow it. And unfortunately these things don't stop at a point when shamelessness starts creeping in, then this goes in the direction downwards it keeps going worse each time. Now, as it gets worse, this person didn't dream about it. He wouldn't even bother, wouldn't have imagined doing something like that. But he set the trend. He, he set it in motion. Now, 50 years down the line, somebody has gone to another level. He is sharing that sin in his power. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Now, this is the very, very crucial thing. That one is to maximize the khair ourselves. Stay away from the sharr. Even more important than that, to try and become the keys to goodness. Become the keys to righteousness. Become the keys to happiness. Become the keys to bringing about good relationship. Many, many incidents that we speak about many times. But all these lessons come out of those incidents as well. Just for example, the incident of Hazrat Salman Farsi and Abu Darda. They were very close friends. And Salman said to Abu Darda, go and put a proposal for me at a certain home. Well-known incident, he went, they heard him out and then they told him, look, we're not interested. Uh, they declined that proposal. After declining the proposal, so that chapter is closed, they said, but okay, that is over now. We are ready to get our daughter married to you. So he thought about it and because Nikah is so simple, Nikah is easier than performing two rakats of nafil. That's how simple it is. But we make it burdensome. We make it very difficult because we have to follow the trend. And the trend, Allah forbid, what kind of trend? So now in any case, he thought about it and he said, well, okay, he got, he was happy about it. So the nikah took place, whoever was in the home, they called him around, the nikah took place right there. Now he comes out and he needs to now break the news. He left from here with Hazrat Salman's proposal. And now he's coming back having got married to the same person. So now he comes and he says, I don't know what to say. He says, what do you mean you don't know what to say? This is what happened. He gives him the whole story. Now subhanAllah, the reply, Hazrat Salman now says, you got nothing to be embarrassed about. Because he said, I'm feeling embarrassed now, what to say? He said, you got nothing to be embarrassed about. I am feeling embarrassed. That that person who Allah wrote for you, why did my mind go to her? Now what a key to goodness, what relationship this opened up? What kind of good feeling this opened up? 
that now would be related to somebody else. This was the response of my brother Salman. Oh, how it will open their hearts out to him. And what kind of good feeling it will foster between everybody. Now that was on the spur of the moment. This came through because they were keys to righteousness and goodness all the time. So wherever there was opportunity, they opened the key to goodness. Otherwise, in that one moment, person can blurt out such things that can open out dungeons. Can open out Allah forbid what not. It can open out family feuds that might run for generations. But in that one statement, subhanallah, what goodness came out of it? What good feeling, what wonderful relationship would have, that, that friendship would have gone on a new level. This is, this is the aspect of being a key to goodness. There's a situation, how to diffuse it. That is a key to goodness. So mashallah, you get a person, something happens sometimes in a home, sometimes in a business, sometimes in some family matters, sometimes wherever, and there's somebody who says something, does something in a way, diffuses it. So now that person diffuses it, subhanallah, that the person is a key to goodness. He is miftah and khair. And now already there is one issue, already there is a problem, that you get somebody who will make one comment, that if that problem was now at the level of 4 out of 10, he will make such a comment, it will already jump instantly to 9 out of 10. That temperature now will go to 9 out of 10. Why? Because of what he said. And if he didn't say it, it might already start going down. It will already go from 4 to 3. But now he is one careless comment, Miftahan lishar, The key to evil. Now that evil of that, rela- that relationship is torn apart. Why? Because somebody now turned the key the wrong way. Now this is the message that we get from this Hadith Sharif. That to make our Spanish, to be on the path of Khair. Stay far away from Shar. But then together with that, to become keys to khair and to become locks on evil and never ever become the key to any evil Allah forbid that is opening out perpetual sin like we get sadaqai dariya perpetual rewards, the person does various good actions the benefit of it continues perpetual rewards, sadaqai dariya this becomes evil and sin that is perpetuated so this very very short ayat of a very short surah but if we keep this in front of us every day we remind ourselves of it every day we keep repeating it in the course of the day and we live by the spirit of this then our dunya will get made and inshallah akhirat will get made as well Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq Allah ta'ala make us true keys to goodness Allah ta'ala make us locks on every evil Allah ta'ala make us among his true and obedient servants at all times وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين سلامك ذكر برفي ومن السندوى إن شاء الله Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah, 
صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عما نواله الله 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 
ইলাহুল
to become yours, Ya Allah. Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all that we have asked for, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, grant it to us, Ya Allah. But we should have been asking for, Ya Allah, without asking, grant it to us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين الحمد لله